0: Cameron, I'm Zach, I know everything, I have two seasons of Game of Thrones under my belt, and And this this is is the the Watching You Watch podcast. So Zach, you finished season two. How we feeling? How we feeling here? I feel as if you and the bar friend were pulling the shenanigans on me because I was nowhere near as bad as I thought. I wore my safety crown all the time. Although I guess it sort of was bad in the fact where like everything resolved okay for the people you wanted it to and That made you dread what's going to happen to them in season three. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I can't. Like, it was so sad. There's like all these like touching love stories. I'm like, no, something It's just gonna, it's just gonna go to garbage. I don't even want to get committed to this, (laughs) to any of it. Oh, Zach. Well, I can't anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We finished just watching episode 10 of season two entitled, uh, Valor Margulis. Uh, so fun, uh, fun fact for you, Zach, Valor that Margulis, Val- Valor Margulis, that means Nike, just do it. No, Sponsors. well, kind of, it, it's, it's a Valyrian <laughs> phrase that basically it means all men must die. Huh. yeah. So, okay. And you know, gets that title after uh, Arya's last words with Jack and Hagar, uh, which we can definitely talk about cause it's definitely for me one of the highlights of this episode there is all of the magic everywhere yeah so okay so go ahead what are what are some of your initial highlights coming off of the season two finale okay well i loved love stories um you know the tyrian shay thing being super sincere and the Rob just being like No mommy I'm marrying her Cause I'm a big boy And I can do what I want And she's like but but I le- didn't love your father When I met him and he's like Whatever whatever." Yes, <laughs> It's a lot more tactful than that But you know we, we boil it down to the main points <laughs> Because there's just sick burns Being slung back and forth And mama's like oh no He can throw sick burns as well as the other person <laughs> That's true he does give her a pretty sick burn yeah, and um, she gets all teary-eyed because she's like, my baby! Yes, she's like, well, I don't know if I done-goofed or not, but I'm pretty sure I done-goofed. But you, you didn't done-goof as bad as Cersei, so it's okay, Catelyn. Don't <laughs> worry about it. Don't okay. even worry about it. Um, Yeah, and then um, Joffrey's all like, look, pretty lady. And Marjorie's like, I'ma be the queen. And he's like, can she be queen? And Cersei's like, yeah. And Pythel's like, legalese. And he's like, cool. And Sansa's like, I'm free and Littlefinger's like, nah. No, nah, you're not. <laughs> but free. I can get you out of here. And you're right, this is the second time she turns down and offered to leave King's Landing. It is. I don't I don't understand her brain. <laughs> I don't get it. What are you doing? She either is just like petrified to, like, the point she, of like she action. Just, I mean, to be fair, if she really was, like, a piece in the game that the Lannisters want under control, she probably knows she'll never be able to get away. Right. Or but, it's Stockholm Syndrome. Or, yeah, Stockholm Syndrome, or just a a whole like she doesn't want to be out on the road because there's scary people out there That's and true. she's been traumatized enough. So not even just Stockholm Syndrome. She just knows Um basically her time as King's Landing has showed her how terrible people can be. So the world is a cruel place and she just doesn't want to go out there, which, you know, it's a dumb choice and also a very good choice because even under the protection of the Hound or Littlefinger or like both of them, things would not be great for her. Right you know yeah i think that has to just do with her like innocence and her highbornness like there's all these things well, yeah there's still that there's still like a lot of growing she has to do as right. a person correct but yeah that's like her and uh what else is going down oh yeah and Tyrion's no longer hand of the king and yeah that's cause, garbage cause Tywin showed up and, and he's like i'm a hideous monster and she's like Whatever the scars yeah. are sexy. <laughs> <laughs> in in the book, actually, they kind of describe it. Like Tyrion's wounds from the battle are a lot more severe, to the point where he kind of lost like a large portion of his face and like his half of his nose. Oh my is missing. gosh. <gasps> so he's like so, you know a two face. He's got a two face going on. Basically, they're like he he looks a lot more monstrous in in the book as a result of his wounds. Um, obviously, in the show. It would be difficult for them to do that because they have to do a CGI assisted makeup every episode that Tyrion appeared in. That would would be be, too much. It would just be too hard.
1: So, So yeah. yeah. Once
0: again, we get big face scar, but, you know. Right. It's not so much the scar that he's worried about so much as now he has, like, infinitely less power and he still loves Shay yeah. and everyone is out to get him. But, you know, there's also like, she's like, hey, like, let's leave and we can just do whatever. And then, he's, but like, then but, he's like, this is what I do. And he's like, I'm good at it. And I like that I'm good at it. And without this, I have no purpose, basically. Because that's what he's built his life on, being able to survive in this Game of Thrones environment. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's kind of sad, but... Uh, hey, at least he's one of the few people in the series that recognizes who he is and what he wants. Mm-hmm. So okay, so what else? What else is your highlights from uh, this episode? We get dragons back. We do. Get we dragons get. Back. Oh my goodness, Drogo is back, and they had the cutest Gerber baby. <laughs> That's true. I that wasn't fair. They are some. There are some rude dudes <laughs> in the the magic castle. Oh okay. Yeah, oh, I, was, I thought you were gonna say the writers' room for bringing no. back Drogo. Oh, that's not nice. They <laughs> jump right into my fan fictions. <laughs> they were going through the Wars of the fan fictions where Daenerys, just like had burned down King's Landing, and is about to take the throne, and where like Drogo and her baby are okay. <laughs> not cool. Yep. Not cool. Yep. Well, I mean, those are the happy ones. Most of the other ones are just like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Let's see. What other big things? Well, obviously White Walkers. Right. We have this. Which is absolutely not great. Epic ending. You know, hundreds of White Walkers who are just kind of on the march. So it's sort of like, hey, Walking Dead, stop treading (laughs) on our toes. We can be just as cool as you, if not more. Which the thing with it is, is in a show where it's like about zombies the whole time. It's like, oh, man, zombies. But like in a show like this where it's been like very realistic and like high, you know, like oldie times like mm-hmm. doing this sharp 180 to like high fantasy and like an army of freaking ice zombies yeah we get a lot of magic in general it's, this episode yeah um also the magic between Jon snow and Egrid is increasing as he <laughs> murders his own yeah like, he, teammate. He, as his teammate like totally takes one for the team in the most like baller way possible and Jon Snow somehow somehow part, pouts harder than I've ever seen him pout yeah, it that that power intensifies it somehow did I didn't think it was possible and it was <laughs> enough that even Egret stopped like r- rustling his jimmies yeah she was she was just like I believe you now and um I want to do bad things to you <laughs> yeah <laughs> that look yeah. it's so perfect it's yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah and the bone daddy is all like yeah he's one of us one of us one one of us us." yeah also burn burn that guy because you don't want him like you know haunting you because you know it follows is a movie we watched recently (laughs) yeah except it would be it follows white walker edition (laughs) i i could see it yeah i don't like it just kind of shambling although i will say that the the big white walker's face looked like a Butthole. <laughs> he was so old and pruny. I'm just going to gloss over that because that's just way too much for me to even. It's how I uh, cope. Yeah. Uh, mm, no. Okay. Moving oh, on. Moving and also on. also Theon is an idiot and he made a good speech. Yep. Gives a good speech. And then, gets knocked out. once again we have like an unceremonious meister kill. Meister yeah. ma- 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 kill. Poor <laughs> Poor Meister Lewin, he he does everything as best as he can. He tries to kind of cajole oh Theon. My gosh. He, he is I loyal know. and everything He's and he so even good. So And then he just gets like just like stabbed, speared. Piped. I hate it. It's so dumb. Yeah. And then like 20 people burn down a whole city before a Fighter and people can stop them and magically they're gone. Some yeah, freaking burn Fight. Just, it's ridiculous. There's some... T- I don't know. It's dumb. Yes. <laughs> that's pretty dumb, but it's okay, because um, Dr. Alfredo Baggins and Hodor and Lady Bran Flakes and the the ugly one are gone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's the best comparison I can give to so, how he so, fits uh, into the group. So, He's just like the random outcast that's there because they have to have him there. So Hodor, Rickon, Osha, and Bran have fled. Just for oh, clarity. Yeah, Rick roll. So No. Ugh. it's um never mind. No yeah, more jokes. I can't I can't even <laughs> We're in a bit of a sticky rick on it. Nope, No, done. no, no. No, it's getting worse. Yeah. I Man, I'm impressing myself. I want to see how much worse it can go. No, you don't. You're do you you have questions? It. I do have questions. You could save yourself. Are you, are you done recapping? Is that what you're trying to say? What I'm trying to say is you need to stop me because I'm a monster. I'm stopping you because okay. it's going to get real bad. Um, so let's go back to the very beginning of this episode. We see Tyrion and then we see Tywin come into the court and... We get a really interesting scene with the Tyrells who have shown up here. What did you think of this kind of power play that's going on between Littlefinger brokering this alliance and Marjorie wanting to become the queen? That totally makes sense now. That's what he was doing and how it's happened. Not that I don't think Tywin can do it, just that it was kind of weird. It's like magically millions of reinforcements. (laughs) Yep. And then you find out. It was Littlefinger who brokered the alliance, which makes perfect sense. And, um... It obviously happened because, like, Marjorie's like, "Can I be queen?" He's like, "Yeah, sure." And she's like, "Done." (laughs) Yeah, and she's like, she's like, got this whole thing figured out. Like, she comes there, she's wearing like, she's being super seductive, deep, deep, uh, deeply, I don't know, revealing, a a very, very low V neck. Yes, and and she's saying all the right things. She's like, "I've loved you from afar, John." Flattering the flattery right out of him. Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. It's actually disgusting. I vomited a bit. You my can mouth. See, actually kind of see Loris vomiting in his mouth a little bit in that. Uh, scene. Yeah, in that scene, she's like, "Oh my god, my boyfriend just died, and here you are, just trying to be the yeah. queen with this little creepazoid." He, she's, she, but she don't care now. She's just like, "I'm gonna be the queen," and yeah. she's smiling there, like she's like, "I win, I win." Yeah, <laughs> the whole yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then that's followed by Sansa smiling. Right after that, she's like, "I win too." Oh wait, uh, I don't. No, win. I don't. No, I actually kind of lose more. Dang it. Yes. And then she <laughs> turns down an easy out. Yeah. So anyway, so the power play. Uh, any uh, like another, other reactions that, there. I mean, it makes sense. It follows Tywin will approve because whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's well, and it also helps their war effort. Significantly, yeah to have like another major house like aligned with them for sure definitely change the power dynamics for sure um yeah that's not that's not good for our buttoes in the north because it's not like the great George are gonna be like oh yeah let's work together they're still it, it's still like it's a battle royale except that we have a team against other people mm-hmm. you're right um you know and, and oh yeah wasn't his force like extremely substantial the the like the Tyrells. numbers game is now strong and the uh you know the mm, Tyranister the Tywin the Lannisters oh gosh you're trying to figure out a way to combine <laughs> Lannisters and Tyrells together yeah I I I just I can't help you on that one you could just call it um not good <laughs> yes not good for the Starks let's not just call good. it a world of bad. <laughs> Team Stark Stomp. Ooh, that that could work. I, I I might consent to that one. I don't like it. But I know it's catchy enough, it and is. it's alliteration always wins. It always wins. Um, so, so yeah, this this is kind of an interesting moment. You know, we've been kind of forecasting for about two seasons now an imminent marriage between Joffrey and Sansa. And then... And then all of a sudden, out of, out of nowhere, Marjorie. Yep. It just happens. And then everyone's like, I'm going to roll with this. And it's the first of many scenes in this particular episode where we bring up this theme of, like oaths and like the oaths you should honor and the ones you shouldn't, shouldn't honor and like when you can turn stuff back and right when, you when it's okay to break an oath and when it's okay to like hold yourself to an oath that might require you to do some bad things and it's a theme that's repeated throughout yeah. this episode we see it with rob getting married and we see it with um, Brianne, um oh you my know, gosh yes. stark soldiers. Oh, that was so baller Yeah, because she serves Catelyn. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what else. You know, and we see this sort of conflictedness also in Theon as well about which oath he should have really been tied to. And Daenerys. And Daenerys as well. Um, So I just kind of wanted your thoughts on that. Like, do these people who are put in these situations where they're tied between two oaths, do they make the right decisions? I... (laughs) <laughs> oh wow that's just a terrible answer but the third thing that came to my head is like they made the best decisions for their character arcs <laughs> <laughs> for the sake of plot for the sake of the plot <laughs> but okay no, so like but I feel as if a lot of them made decisions that were good for them even though some of them weren't necessarily great Okay, like they were all plots that in especially the short term benefited them mm-hmm Like, in the short-term scale, definitely good. In the long-term, maybe even still very good. Right. Almost for all of them. I mean, Theon's one who had, like, the most crap, but he chose to, like, stick to his guns, which, honestly, in his situation, his garbage is all his choice, were. that might have been his best choice. True. (laughs) One of the better ones, to stay in his family's team and also just, I don't know... Mm-hmm. Just go out with something. But see, then you, so you but then you have Theon, who kind of is like almost constantly turning his back on every oath he makes. On suddenly one suddenly stick to something so stubbornly. Yeah, and then on the other end, you have um, like the oath that um, Jacken makes to Arya in several episodes ago. About, you know, the life for a life kind of thing. Arya saves three lives. He's yeah. He's going to give Yeah, and lives. he still gives her, like, and this, he honors that. this super, like, Mundo coin. That's basically like, yeah, call me if you need somebody murdered. <laughs> and it's like, he, but he, mean, like, he was loyal to that oath to the point where he would kill himself Dude. if Arya requested exactly. it, which is exactly what happens. It's, it, to me, it's so fascinating. Yeah, and which he still does, which is funny, because he keeps, like, absolutely all of his oaths. Mm-hmm. And he's a stinking doppelganger and it's amazing. Right. It, it is amazing. <laughs> it almost reminds me again of like this this conundrum that keeps on being brought up in Game of Thrones. It reminds me of, you know, like Jamie and his history of being the Kingslayer, he Sling kills Sling. the mad exactly. king, even though he was one of his the king's guard. Yeah, and he even says but it's like, you know, like I don't know what to serve the king, I don't know what to do this, I didn't know what to do that Right. So, it's almost like they're going to make the decision that feels right in the moment, even if the consequences aren't obvious, you mm-hmm. know? So, it's kind of hard to judge right now if these characters are making the best decisions with their oaths. Maybe maybe the decisions that feel the best, you know? Mm-hmm. Which really, I feel like, complicates things for these really duty-bound characters for a like Brienne, you know? Yeah, Brienne and Rob. It's not mm. good. It's could be better. Yes. Um, okay. So we have that going on on one end. Um, there's also new alliances that kind of are coming out of here. We see that several times over. Um, one of the more interesting new alliances is between uh, Varys and uh, Rose the yes, uh the kindly little finger because prostitute. he wants he wants his his real dig on in on little finger because he's seen the shift of power go and be too much and he's like we gotta stay status quo little finger mm-hmm. and you get like he got heron hall he did he got heron hall <laughs> so that's kind of a really big deal because i mean we assume the hands have a certain amount of power and a certain amount of like land and stuff but getting a full freaking castle for yourself right. is a Big deal. Not to mention the fact that like Littlefinger was not a noble at all. Like, exactly. You know, and like this is the trajectory that he's plotted for himself. It's almost kind of terrifying to see how upwardly mobile Littlefinger is. Oh uh, yeah, it's weirdly terrifying. <laughs> so you got that alliance, you got John's new alliance, which we kind of uh, talked yeah, about a little with bit already. The Wildlings. Mm-hmm. it's what, how do you think that's going to pan out? I have no idea. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like he might be happy there because all he would ever do in the night's watch is pout. And then the worst thing would be him like 30 years down the road as a guard captain and just like pouts at his soldiers. Like, God guys, <laughs> why can't you do better? And then he just pouts at them and they're, and they stand there uncomfortably. It's almost worse than getting like an angry speech. <laughs> he just turns the pout into his weapon against his soldiers. Right. Um, so, yeah, lots of lots of interesting new kind of alliances being made this episode. Yeah. Um, one of the scenes, too, that I want to really talk about, it's one of my favorites in all of, maybe all of Game of Thrones, is the scene where Daenerys goes oh. to visit the um, sorcerers, and she's given this kind of vision-ish sort of thing. And we see her, she's in the throne room, of king's landing it's ruined and snowing maybe it's you know it's really i assumed it was ash but it It could be ash it could be snow we're not quite sure but it's definitely ruined there and all and Mm -hmm. then immediately she leaves the throne room to find herself going through the tunnel in the wall in the north Mm -hmm. um to a tent that takes her to see Khal Drogo and her unborn child. Okay, oh, wow. There was a second there where I completely forgot that she burned the dragons on uh, Drogo's funeral pyre, and I was like, oh, God, is he coming back as a zombie? (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, we we took care of that problem. Yeah. So, So anyway, and then she goes right from that to saving her dragons, but it's a really interesting set of visions that are gifted to her, so I wanted to know what you thought if you think these what did you make of this? Was this was this like a vision that was intentionally kind of like a misdirection by the sorcerers? Or or was it a prophecy? I don't necessarily think it was a prophecy. I feel it was more like the Warlocks cast a spell is basically like you'll see what your heart desires, mm-hmm. but you know, like maybe not the thing that you're after. So it was basically like a blind to throw her off. And I feel like it was very important to her as a character because she was choosing dragons. She was choosing her own path. Right. She was like, you know. I mean she I don't saw know. two things that she wanted, like a lot. And she gave them up in favor of like dragons. Mm-hmm. And by extension, like sort of like the idea of her people and stuff. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this also represents that she is comfortable with what she is and who she is and what she is doing. And right. this is what she wants. And also the dragons can breathe fire so everyone can just back the heck <laughs> this, off. I know it's perfect. It's beautiful. But what about the state of the throne room? Like what what do you think the symbolism is going on in there? Um, well, you know, total domination because that's what she says all the time. Like, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to carve a path Mm -hmm. right on down there through the Westeros. Unless we're working with the snow idea and maybe it's like winter comes and just devastates Westeros to the point where it's not even worth it. Mm, that could be a reading on it that's true i mean like it is true because she's had other visions before and if these are visions she's seen that she'll go to a destroyed westeros and like one day be reunited with 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 (laughs) Galdrogo in the nightlands you know at the same time you know daenerys isn't the only character who's been given a vision in this episode we also have a scene with stannis yeah, all which that was one of my favorite scenes, too, because I was expecting some sort of CGI thing of him, like, sitting on the throne smugly. But it was all done through him, like, slowly having, like, this angry look from, I almost choked you out, too. My God. Yeah, <laughs> he looks into the fire with Melisandre, and then he's just like, yes, I believe you. I believe you. Everything yeah, and you, you just, say. like, see it. That was so, like, ah, dang, that got me. That was right. so good. But Melisandre has some interesting things to say to Stannis about... How stuff works. Right, how stuff works. She's like, You're gonna have to give up everything you stand for. Yeah. the person you are right now is not gonna be the person you'll you are be there. Later. And also obviously the war is going to be longer. Sorry to break that to you. <laughs> so what did you like do you think Stannis is prepared to give up all those things to become the king? Like well, according to because, that's what it takes. Well, once again we yeah, he was expecting like we're gonna get there, it's gonna be great, here we go, here it is. I put in my like two weeks of like the church of the fire God. And now I'm going (laughs) to get back like four weeks of, um, King or something. I don't know. Yeah. So now he, I think it's the gravity of what's going is really sinking in. And also him being a tactician and a warrior understands that his position is not great. And honestly, it's him realizing that he's going to have to give up, a lot of how he is and who he is and basically become a fanatical person to win. Mm -hmm. He's literally going to have to commit himself to the Lord of light to win this war because (laughs) he is not doing so great. Yeah, it was kind of disastrous this first And big also uh, I guess that finally they've broached the topic that they made a demon baby. Right. And he is basically almost directly responsible for killing his brother. Right, which he like he expressed a degree of like remorse. uncertainty, remorse about that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean like now I don't know. I think he was just like in a glass case of emotion. Right. He lost the war, his brother's dead, and he didn't get to kill him. But he's also like was my brother dying worth it? a little bit yeah exactly because well and the other side of that is he saw how much of an asset his brother's forces were when right. they were directly right. turned against him But you can almost see this like tension in him because he as a, like a lord he was trained to be like loyal to family loyal to family loyal to family mm-hmm. and like like melisandre's telling him like you got to give all that up you gotta, you gotta, gotta give, give it all up yeah, and that's nuts yeah i don't know it's just crazy I don't know. Uh, that's going to be interesting. We're mm-hmm. going to see some things. Yep. Speaking of seeing some things, we did this last time you finished a season of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we have to we have to think about where these characters are going to be a season from now, Zach. Oh, boy. And we need some predictions from you. Oh, jeez. Who, who's going to live? Who's going to make it through? Because obviously... A lot of characters are kind of in limbo. Some of them have very right. definitive endings right now. Let so who's going to be with us by the end Who of season are, three? There are three people that are going to live because if they die, I will literally quit this podcast in my life. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Has to OSHA. Ygritte. Okay, Brienne, that's it. Those three have to just remain alive. And then if they're the last three left in Westeros, they can have the best. Is it one of these things where all three of them have to remain alive? Or like can all three have to live. Okay. That's it. Okay. So so that's going on. Um what about what about some of the other characters? I need my strong women characters. (laughs) I need them. Oh Zach. They're what I crave. Um so yeah so who's who if those three are definitely going to make it then who's definitely not going to make it you think by the end of season 3? Oh, give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> this is tough. <laughs> okay. Um Hot Pie? <laughs> oh okay. Um Poor Hot Pie. Probably not. Uh and yeah 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 Shay. Okay, so why Shay? She's got I don't know. She's just like too dang confident in herself, and pride comes before the fall, and also Tyrion is in such a precarious position right now. A little bit, but so you think she's going to push things too far, almost like a reverse Ned? Yeah, almost like a reverse Ned, like she'll save Tyrion, and it will be like the ultimate, like, just... Worst thing for him okay. and everyone and everything. Do you have... I mean, as always, you probably hope that certain Lannisters don't make it through the season. But if you uh, had to choose one Lannister not to make it through season three, who would you pick? Now it's getting really hard because Tywin's the one who's keeping this all together. Joffrey would fall apart like a house of cards, but then that's more screen time I have to see with him. And as much as I don't like what Tywin is doing to make the Lannisters win... I like him as a character in the show. So does it boil back down to Joffrey again? Kind of due to the fact that he should just stop (laughs) having screen time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anybody else, you have a prediction that will be gone by the end of season three? Like all of the night's watch, but Sam. Yeah, because he's busy. Pretending to be a rock. Yeah, which evidently works. Yes. <laughs> that was my thing is like, oh my gosh, he's going to try and camouflage himself to be like a rock. And he just sits there and looks at him like, oh, Sam, you, you goofed. Except he didn't. Like, it it works. No, nah, it, it didn't work. The ice dude's just like, I don't have time for this yeah, small fry. Yeah, I've got to <laughs> march slowly towards something. <laughs> You're too close. You're not a challenge. <laughs> That's true. Um, also- You're also not a... Male baby. Uh, yeah, that's true. That seems to be his MO. <laughs> it like, really does. I can I can murder these pretty easily. Like <laughs> this is easy XP. Yep. Um I I can't really say if anyone I'm sure of that will die. And even those are just people I am highly afraid will die. Okay. I I also feel as if, if whoever gets the most involved with Sansa, it feels that since there's gonna be some sort of like force breakout sort of thing going on soon. So you think Sansa's going to try and break out? Yeah, whoever she associates most closely with when she decides to or if someone decides to break her out will not do well. Okay, okay. Like, that's not a death prediction. That's just a, like that's not going to be great for but them. You, but regardless, ooh, you think ooh, it's pretty ooh. inevitable. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I know two more people who will definitely die. Okay. Uh, the King of Cars and... Uh, that doesn't old count. That doesn't count. Listen, I'm right and let me have this. Lame, Zach. <laughs> you lose five points for that. No, I only had like four. <laughs> <laughs> this is dumb. It's... Obvious, Because I don't think there's like a special pendant key for the other side of that vault. No, that's not a two-way vault. It's I just don't oh, think it that, works that That was way. the most glorious reveal. That, I, that, was, that, I was that like, I'm just couscous. Had no, no money. He had no money. Everything he had was in the kitchen. Yes. I love that. They are just like, well, he had no money. Let's just rob him. Let's just take all the of his plunder, valuable. Everything. It's great. And they're like, like and then the, Dothraki are like... Finally. Yeah, they just plunder all the gold and jewels. Even though he had no money in the vault, no nothing like that. It's enough for them to get enough capital to get some Yeah, I love love how she's like she's holding Daenerys is holding the little like gold bowl and she's like, Is this enough so that we could buy a ship? And then he's like one ship, ship, a small ship. And then she's like Okay. Cool. Rob them (laughs) Rob it all. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Yes so sweet yeah no real other death predictions that i can say so if not death predictions then where do you think our principal characters are going to be by the end of season three let's let's talk about the starks where do we think the starks are going to be by the end of season three i feel as if they are unfortunately going to be like pushed into the defensive because of the white i just don't have much faith in our boys on the night's watch i just feel like white walkers are gonna get through and maybe it's not even gonna be a thing if they like attack like straight up just like destroy the main like night's watch base there's enough of them that they're just gonna like eke out through the holes in the wall because the wall has already been proved to be penetrable right um by non-magical beings i.e wildlings i.e osha yeah (laughs) if osha can do it Weird magic ice zombies most likely can because most likely. they run by, like, cheater magic rules. <laughs> okay, so what about... Oh, uh, let's see. Um, Lannisters. Lannisters. I feel that they're going to sort of come out on top. Uh, the Greyjoys are the wild card. Literally, based on what the Greyjoys do, we'll decide what happens is sort of my prediction. Because now okay. we're basically in a war on three fronts. <laughs> okay which brings us to stannis obviously he's licking his wounds from his yeah loss and he's like kind of out water. there yeah and that's the thing is like they're two wild cards but i see the great as the bigger one because they haven't even really gotten to play so much yet it's only really been theon running heavily deep inland and then <laughs> and <laughs> then screwing up yeah, gloriously just goofing so badly yeah and that's not the rest of his family yara knows what she's doing yep uh, what about what about um, what about Daenerys? Where is she going to be at the end of season three? Uh, road trip. <laughs> road trip. Well, and it's going to be real hard for her. I think that maybe something she's going to have to sort of overcome first is she's with a bunch of people, none of who know how to pilot a boat because they rode horses. That's true. They like <laughs> the, the Dothraki don't like. The boats. The stuff. only thing that they're her only saving grace is that Jorah probably either he kind of knows how to do it or he's read about how to do it. So that's not good. It's like an entire like people being led by someone who read how to ride books for dummies, boats for dummies, how to ride books. Dang, <laughs> words <laughs> they're are. They're riding books across the Narrow I Sea. <laughs> hope, listen, they're easier to pilot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, where do you think Daenerys is going to go, though? I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot of continent in between her and stuff. There's True. like the Narrow Sea and whatever, and there's stuff beyond that, and then just but moving the world it is Westeros. her oyster now. Like she could go to Westeros. She sh- she could go to anywhere. I don't know, and it's really going to depend on what happens with this whole like money changing and boats. She may get. I feel as if like there's too much happening in Westeros for her to actually get like. There and be like, hey guys, I am, you know, like player I'm five. I'm player five in this four player game. <laughs> uh, I feel as if there's going to be some sort of like contrived, oh no, there's a storm blown mm-hmm. off track plot or something. Just like something's going to come up that's going to delay her even more despite her getting closer to her goal. Right. I just, I don't know. I just don't think it's going to be that simple. Uh, well, I mean, it's Game of Thrones, or maybe it may be magic. It's either, (laughs) or maybe the storm is magic. I don't know. It's gonna be something weird. It's gonna be something that she, I don't know. She needs some more character growth before she can be a player because if she goes over the narrow sea now, it's not gonna go great for her. So I I guess that's part of the reason why I I want her to have sort of like an An adventure. uh, Yeah, basically an adventure to keep growing up. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, what about some of our other outlier characters? We, we know, John Snow. Yeah, John Snow is I up in the North. I honestly think it's going to go decent for him. I think he might actually find a place to belong. Do you think he's going to go full weeaboo in this whole? I don't think he's stuff. I don't think he's going to go full. I don't think he's going to go full. Like, so it's not much to go. Wildling, you don't go yeah. back. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's going to be... It really all depends on Mance Reader, which I have no idea. Yeah, we have not yet met the the king beyond the wall, as exactly. he referred to him. Yeah, because that's very important, what's going to happen. Yes, it is. Um, uh, Sam's going to get away, and that's going to happen. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with Arya and yeah, crew because that's kind of scary because everyone's moving north. Coin. There's a lot of people who are running north, and there's a lot of zombies running south. So that <laughs> scares me a lot. Yep. And she—that's such a, such a great scene for Arya, by the way, when she gets the coin, and then he's like, you know, she's like, you know, I would love to join you and Going learn your you, ways. Yeah, to Bravos, and, and yes, <laughs> but I've got to help. My brother and sister. I gotta find them, and I gotta find and my mom. Do that. Yeah, it's like she wants to make sure their family set before mm. she follows her dreams. Which it's was like even that's after a big all this. that's a big Arya moment because really up to this point and pretty much anything she's done, she's done it either one, to survive or two because it's what she wanted to do. Right. <laughs> which is bitter in the butt more often than not. Actually, so I don't know. That was actually pretty significant. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're seeing this streak of honorability because she could easily just turn coat and be like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do because she's got nothing she, and else. The thing is, it is, is Jack can tell that she would be good at it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, and like by the time that like he's done all the deaths for you, you can tell that he's like grown, like, like he has a shine for her. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, yep. I, yeah, I could smart. roll with this one. Yeah. Yep. Cause she's extremely smart and she knows how to do these kind of things. And if she had needle, she could do even more. <laughs> That's true. That is so true. Um, Okay, uh, what about Brienne and her whole quest with Jamie right now? How's, um, how's that going to go? I I don't even know. It really depends all on what everyone does. Um, It depends on how the other power players are playing. It literally is going to be at the mercy of basically what happens in the war. It's like whether Jamie's actually a good bargaining point. Because like if... Uh, Mama Stark and all the other Starks figure out that the Lannisters have, like, no more, like, playing pieces and, like, Sansa gets away. There's literally no... There's no point to it, basically. Yeah, as (laughs) as they've been doing it, and and murdering him may become the more efficacious thing. I mean, they can still bargain with him, but it completely changes things, because they're, they're not bargaining people for people, they're bargaining him for, like, you know, we get this tract of land, or, like, some sort of insane tactical advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you think for sure that Brienne's gonna get uh, Jamie to King's Landing, then? Yes, I just don't know if it's going to be good for her or not. And what do you think is gonna happen when she gets Jamie there, and then she finds out that the Lannisters only have one Stark Daughter, not two. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much you would think on her feet. She is very much like a, a follow orders kind of person. Mm-hmm. And the way she wings things is with her sword. Uh huh. <laughs> so, I, she I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily count her to not be able to diplomatize, diplomacize. Diplomacize. <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's what she's comfortable with or if that's what she'd be ready with, because I feel like it would be like she would know a good move to make, but she'd be like, I have to wait for Lady Catelyn. Right, but I mean honestly, like She's going to King's Landing, and even if she's even a passable player of the game, okay. she's going to be playing it against Pycelle and Cersei and Maris and, Varys and also, Littlefinger and Tywin. Yeah, yeah, and Tywin's there, which is not, not great. Altogether, just not great for her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's going to a den of wolves. Vipers. Well, lions. Lions, for sure, actually. That's probably the best way to put this. Yes. Um... Well, let's talk about our weekly wrap-up questions. It's our final weekly wrap-up of season 2. Boop, boop. So, um, who's stark of the week? Hmm. We get to see basically everybody, I think. Yeah, which is actually kind of great. Yeah, everybody gets a little bit of screen time in this episode. It's a perfect wrap-up. Yeah, it was. It's you never really get an even mix of stark. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, we've got Ario getting a fancy coin. We've got Sansa denying Littlefinger. we got Rob getting married and Catelyn being feisty. <laughs> yeah. And John up in the north doing Pouting, stuff. Learning how to pout harder. Being pouty. Um, and, um, well, you know, you have Bran and. Bran and Rickon, the true. Wriggle. Yep, they are they're on the run. The Rickon Van Winkle. <laughs> I've got this. So, so who is Stark of the Week for this finale episode? Um, hmm. You know what? Honestly, I want to give it to John because he has the most chance to grow from where he's at. And I feel as if he may find home.
1: I think there. this is, this
0: might be John's first time winning Stark of the Week, probably. <laughs> and he's a snow, so it's well, weird. Yes, but we've always kind of considered him in the running for that because yeah. He's- well, I like it just because this is the point at which I think that he's finally. I don't know. I mean, like he went to the Kings. I was like, I don't know if I like this, and it, it's like he got thrown into it. But like this is like something he's going to have to commit to, mm-hmm. like something he's going to have to do, and he has like someone's literal life being spent to put him into this position. Right. That's a lot of pressure. I know. I I don't know. I just feel like this is a great opening. I feel like this is actually the start of the Jon Snow plot because everything he was doing up to this point was like, for daddy, for daddy, I've always wanted to do this sort of thing. And now, yep. like, it's sort of like Jon Snow went to college as a, a general arts person. And now he's like, wait, I want to be at this thing now. Yeah, There we go. <laughs> He switched majors. He switched majors to wildlinging. <laughs> um okay. So so John is our star of the week. Um who plays the game the best this episode? Who's our winner of the crown? Let's hmm. uh Yeah, Marjorie. <laughs> 100%. She's the she's the, oh, I love the gosh that. darn freaking queen. Everything about it, too. The way that like like And how calls- everyone else lines up and she just knows and she knows she can do it. Yeah, and like it all starts like with Loris and Loris is all like it, or, or Joffrey says to Dolores, like, you protected us well, you led your armies great, and they, Ask obviously, they and like, give me some, this. and I'll give it to you. They rehearsed it. Yeah, and it, then you can just picture it in your head, like Marjorie is, has told like him. Like showing him the flashcards. Yeah, she's like, and remember, make me queen, make me queen, make me queen. It's only going to be gooder, gooder for you, for Renly. Yes. Uh, Yeah, she probably pulls that. Jeez, she's got she's got she's probably got like the weird vindictive sister card to play. That's the thing. We haven't actually seen those two interact with each other in a scene yet, which I'm excited for. It's going to happen since now they're in King's The Lion's Den Landing. (laughs) King's The Lion's Den Landing. I like that. Um, okay, so in the way that Marjorie just engineers that whole situation, it does really work. And I, I, I am almost a hundred percent sure that there is talk between like everyone that spoke up. Right. I totally feel like her and Xerxes had like wine. She's like, you know what? Let meet queen. She's like, oh my god, yes, yeah, Santa's such a bore. We can get together and get drunk. <laughs> oh man. Um, wow. <laughs> I just imagine them going clubbing, West Rose Club. Okay, moving on. Um, best death, worst death. We do have some death, some significant death. The <sighs> loss of Maester Lewin, of course. Um, mm. You know, who, who, what, what is the best death? The worst death in this episode? There wasn't. Too much death. There's just I'm yeah right. I think there was some kind of indiscriminate killing in Winterfell. Well, yeah, but so that's maybe, not even on screen. I think that wasn't the Maesters the only on screen. Yeah, I'm, it might be. Actually. Well, and I mean, okay, no, but we can also assume. Okay, never mind. Then I we can kind of do, do the King of Carth and the lady is oh, the worst death because they're gonna sit there and, and suffocate the, in and a dark the, tomb and the wizards. The sorcerers, uh, oh, they got, they got burned. Oh, never mind that. Well, you know what? I honestly think a death where you're sitting there starving to death in complete darkness is worse because oh, you sure. also go insane. I mean, the dragon death was at least short and sweet. Yeah, but and I honestly give um the maester best death, new best death because he like got to die under like the god he, tree. And he got he to died go out on, on his, his own, own, own terms. terms. Yeah, yeah. Even though he got like cheap shotted, mm-hmm. he still got to go out on his own terms. So I think that that's. Yeah, the, I, I would totally agree with still. that. And I mean, like, he got to see, like, Bran and get them final words, mm. which you don't really get to see very much, especially, you know, like when um, Neckbeard got his head freaking chopped off uh, and, like, yeah. you know, things like that. Yep. Things of that nature. Yep. Um, yeah, totally agree. Um, so what about plans moving forward here? A lot of this episode seems to be about establishing the dir- the direction for these characters as we move into season three. Who has the best plan moving forward and who has the worst? Hmm. Interesting. Um, oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of who is the worst. I feel like it's sort of a tie for a few people. Okay. I, I think we can once again go to the old margarine and say that her plan is definitely going to see her prosper okay like that's insane so being Joffrey's queen is going to be the best thing for her no just being the queen is going to be the best thing for her just period being queen yeah and (laughs) I see her as being a smart enough player as to be able to play Joffrey to do whatever she wants yeah honestly I mean she's Marjorie. come on she's we have not given her a lot of screen time and already she's shown herself to be a really smart player (laughs) And um, it's kind of terrifying, like, the two times we see her, once she's, like, trying to make babies so she can be a queen, and the second time she's just literally becoming the queen. Yep. Yep. That's our transition. It's it's a pretty solid trajectory for a character in Game of Thrones. Yeah. If we're being honest. Yeah, and it it goes straight up. Yep. Okay, so what about Worst Plan, then? This is the one that I'm having trouble with. Okay. A few of them are like silly and stupid little ones, like Sam sitting in the middle of like a white walk, a few okay. of white walkers. Yeah, it doesn't count. Yeah, but that doesn't count. Mm. I mean, you got Bran kind of heading north. No, I I honestly think. You got John I, heading more north. <laughs> <laughs> like super north. Super north. Uh, I honestly want to give. Worse, that's sort of like a compilation of bad choices to Sansa okay. for still staying in King's Landing because things are just gonna get so garbagey so for her now. The fact that she denied someone helping Two her twice—two twice. people who could definitely have gotten her out. Yeah, so. she she denies both of them. So wow, yeah. So you yeah. think sticking around in King's Landing? Dude, be staying bad. in King's Landing for any amount of time is bad. <laughs> That's especially true. for a Stark. Especially for a Stark. I mean, it's really a wonder that she's lasted this long, considering that Honestly. Ned couldn't even last a season. You know, in the in the pit of all of this, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Well, Zach, a lot of stuff has happened this episode. A lot of oh my goodness, it ground shaking events. How hopeful are you moving into season three? I'm only. I'm actually still going up. Okay, even though I'm we gonna see White say Walkers? just a six. Okay, even though White Walkers, because people are getting a lot of what they want. There's there's potential. Um, I don't know. So it makes you feel a little hopeful. A little bit. Um, I mean, we got it's, some fluffy we stuff. We know this it's episode. not gonna be great. Well, the the fluff is honestly kind of what scares me more. I'm more <laughs> excited about the White Walkers potentially unifying Westeros against oh, a common okay. enemy than I am like, like there the being inverse, an actual love story. The inverse rule of hope: when something nice happens, you dread it because. Things but when bad something will bad happen. happens, you know that it's going to resolve in some way, and someone—at least someone—that you there is a high probability that someone in the cast that you like will come out on top. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's really sad, but that's how it's made me look at like this show. <laughs> well, Zach, it's been a fun ride watching season two with you. Holy cow. And if you guys have been following along with us, I'm hoping you guys had as much fun as we did. Um, it's so much the season is just goes through so many things. I am just so like cool. exhausted on every level, like physically, mentally, um emotionally. <laughs> Yeah, I I would agree with that. Um, so season three is gonna come up in the near-ish future. We're gonna take a break. Mm-hmm. Um, so start collecting your questions for Zach for season Get three. Get ready. Start sending them our way. You can connect with us on YouTube and on Twitter and on Tumblr. And yeah, you know, send those questions to us because. You guys know season three is just so, it's going to get twisted. And if you've seen it before, you know what I'm talking about. And we can just talk fan theories and not worry about all the bad things. Yeah, if you haven't seen it before, but if you have seen it, you know what's coming. uh, And if you thought Zack's tears were tasty before. No, we're not making a new line of Zack tears. This is going to be like, oh, sorrow. Um, like, what are you saying? This is like, um, the difference between like Mountain Dew and Mountain Dew Black Label. Sure. <laughs> if you prefer your metaphors, Cheeto dusted. Yeah, why not? What's <laughs> <laughs> wrong with that, huh? Uh, I thought we were a little classier. It's Game of Thrones, but I mean, I'd... I can't I can't analogy anymore. I'm pretty yes. sure my crown is actually cutting off the circulation to my head. It looks rather tight on you today, Zach. This <laughs> this crown that he's wearing, it's just tighter than usual. That or Zach's head has swelled under the stress of this finale. I've gotten hydrocephaly due to <laughs> excessive Game of Thrones intake. <laughs> that needs to be like a medical condition like to the point Doctor, where Doctor, what's the matter with him? Like Game of Thrones induced Head swelling. Well, he watched an entire <laughs> season of Game of Thrones. And how much time? A day. My God! <laughs> Get something mindless in him quick. <laughs> Show him keeping up with the Kardashians. No! Oh. <laughs> no, that'll put him into shock. <laughs> Do you want to kill him? <laughs> I like this sort of field doctoring through television. Yes. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, I guess that we can sort of, like, decompress on, like, One Piece or something. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Speaking of which, Zach, uh, when we take a break from Game of Thrones, we've been debating uh, which show we're going to do for our next section of Watching You Watch Anime Edition. So are you ready to make any announcements on that, what our show is going to be? I... I'm thinking Cowboy Bebop, because that is an old sort of standard. It's Mm. sort of like the classic, the one that you show people who you want to get into anime, which is honestly, like I said, I feel Attack on Titan is sort of like the new Cowboy Bebop. Obviously not. It's still good. It's got its great points, and I got other stuff lined up looking Um, other shows I've been looking at are Samurai Champloo or possibly, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, but look forward. We're probably going to be bebopping it, um, (laughs) doing some Westerns in space, just real good, real classy. It's going to be a little bit more episodic, it's going to be a lot more fun, a little bit more just like talking about fantasy and theory, and I'll still try and keep the leading question themes going, but you know, it's, it's a different, it's a different genre, it's a different formula. Obviously, right. But we're gonna give our hand in it and see how it goes because we if very much enjoyed the Attack on Titan stint we, we had. But it still didn't get Zach the fix of turning the tables on this format. I know, not so, quite. So, so if uh, yeah, you want to see the tables turned with me being stuck in these leading questions, yeah. um, you're gonna have to pay attention to that. Yeah, um, and I'm gonna force Cameron to like tell me his like weird theories about like odd spacecrafts. Oh boy. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, and just, on corgis. (laughs) She doesn't understand how it's relevant yet, it's adorable. Now I know how you feel, Zach, and it's weird. (laughs) I love it. I'll be honest. Oh my gosh, this is great. Uh, Can we start now? (laughs) I'll just queue up an episode. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, no, because... It is time for us to put season two to bed. It is the end of Game of Thrones oh, season, two. season two. It is the end of season Ooh. two of watching. And, and don't watch. forget, we'll, we'll do video games. We're getting better at that. We're getting yes, technology we Yep, We're, we are. I have a full Firewatch playthrough up and it went a little better than the Everyone's gone to the Rapture playthrough. So it's getting better. And eventually I think we'll start adding our voices to things. Look forward to, um, no man's sky in June. I will be playing that like some sort of a demon. I'm getting off all the days of work. <laughs> Absolutely all of them. Oh, dear. Well, uh, Zach, as the the music is coming up here, do you have any closing thoughts uh, on season two? Dragons, 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 die Lannisters, dragons. I think that's a pretty succinct summary of what <laughs> you would want out of Game of Thrones, right? Also, um, I want to see The Walking Dead walkers fight the white walkers throwdown (laughs) I just want there to be a throwdown I really want this throwdown to be like throwdown tonight Sunday 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 (laughs) see I was picturing something totally different in my head I was picturing like a west side story kind of throwdown Ooh, (laughs) which might be more fun. I don't know. Um, I just want to see zombies doing like real anatomically correct yet like pseudo dancing, where they can't actually even like kick up their legs or bend their joints. (laughs) So it just looks comical. Yes, it'll be wonderful, and it'll be so far different than season three of Game of Thrones. So check us out when season three is around. Oh no! It's gonna be good.